Next on BYU Sports Nation, carrying the load for BYU football in 2014. Why quarterback Taysom Hill running more isn't that crazy after all. Who do you feel should get the most carries in the BYU offense? We'll debate. BYU quarterback legend Gary Scheide sounds off on the matter. And a summer hoops update with senior forward Nate Austin. He's good at kickball. Let's go. Go USA. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio and television machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, June 26th. I'm amped up right now so much. I know you are. Because you're sitting next to me, right? (sighs) That has something to do with it. The other half of my screen has the other thing to do with it. Yes. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who thinks boots are soccer cleats on a day like today. Jerem Jordan. Sure. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. My kit. The pitch. Two things, Jerem. First, USA. 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 Let's go. Yeah, okay. Second, apparently somebody heard your rant on Comcast yesterday, my friend. Yeah, I saw my photo on there. (laughs) All right. If you missed the show yesterday. That's what I'm talking about. Jerem brought up the fact that. He, he got cable, and Comcast came out, and, and he was looking at BYU Sports Nation on the little show preview, and it was, it was only it was a, picture a picture of, of me. You, which is still the case. It's like I, I recorded it you know, on the DVR just to like mess around, whatever. Saw my picture. I was like, okay, cool. That's great. By the way, this is, this, everyone has dual uh, screen experiences. This is one of those times, right? You have BYU Sports Nation on. Obviously, USA Germany is going on as we speak. This is one of those times where you can handle both. You can handle it. If you're I, listening, I, I want to handle it. If you're it. listening to us or watching us, you are handling it right now. Yes. You have to have the volume up on our show, though. <laughs> you can't exactly right. watch our show. Sorry, Ian Dark <laughs> and Taylor, Taylor Twelman. It would we be apologize. hard to, to watch our show with no volume and, and then soccer. Like you can, you can watch soccer with no volume. Yeah. That's easier to do. Exactly. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. We invite you to link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever. And here's today's Twitter question, which already some of you are scratching your heads over this. Who should have more carries for BYU in 2014, Taysom Hill or Jamal Williams? It seems like the obvious answer would be Jamal. But we will discuss... Why maybe Taysom should have more in a second? At Jayco96 says, This is the dumbest sports question ever asked. <laughs> is the Relief Society running this Twitter feed? <laughs> okay. Is it possibly well, the dumbest question ever asked? No. We're about to prove otherwise. There are two very strong arguments to this conversation. We've asked Dumber. And yes, a member of the Relief <laughs> Society is, is running the Twitter feed during the show, Monica Hawks. Literally, Monica and she, she's dynamite, okay? I'll have you know she's that. probably the Relief Society president in her student ward. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation 24-7. Listen to BYU Sports Nation Noon Eastern on for, BYU Radio Series XM hearing. Channel 143. <laughs> Watch the simulcast live it's on BYU hair. TV and on BYUtv.org. Rise and shout. It's time to debate in What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Carrying the load. So who should have more carries for BYU in 2014? Quarterback Taysom Hill or running back Jamal Williams? You think there's a clear answer, right? Let's examine. Jerem, first question. Who is the best offensive player on the team? Devon B- Taysom Hill. Yes, he's the playmaker. If Taysom weren't a quarterback, would he not have a legit case to be the starting running back for BYU football? 
Look at the he numbers. Would. He would. I stood by a, a former BYU player who played in the NFL uh, last year in fall camp. And, and this, this person told me, looked at Taysom and said, that guy could be our starting running back, looking at Taysom. He referred but like, yes. He's, he's a legitimate offensive player. Okay, on the surface, should the running back have more carries than the quarterback? Yes, duh. Hashtag common sense, right? But look, Taysom has a unique skill set. This is not the standard business model, if you will, for BYU offense. You this want, is not a common offense. You, you want to keep him uninjured. You don't want Utah State 2012 to happen. I get it. Guess what? He survived the 2013 season somehow, despite being crazy aggressive. I think you need both. I, I want Jamal Williams. The answer to me is Jamal. I want Jamal Williams, or he should, have more carries in 2014 than Taysom. However, I don't think it should be too far behind. And that all depends on the read option. It's not the obvious answer that we're getting, okay? It should be close, not this disparity of Jamal has 200-plus and Taysom's like around 100. No. Why wouldn't you no. use Taysom? His greatest strength is his ability to rush the ball, not pass. We want him to pass effectively. It's not about more passes. It's about more efficiency in passing. Okay, the best offensive player on the team we've established, it's Taysom Hill. He's 6'2", and he told us on media day, 233 pounds. Okay, this is amazing when you compare him to Luke Staley. You think that Luke was like 6'8", uh, 280 <laughs> or something like he was just this force. Taysom 6'2", 233, and runs a 4'5". Okay, that's faster than Luke Staley, who was 6'1", 218 during his Doak Walker campaign Taysom in Hill, 2001. Taysom Hill is 1 inch and 15 pounds uh, heavier than... Than Luke Staley. Is it too much of a what? stretch to think that Taysom could do what Luke did in 2001 if he were the running back with that schedule, playing a weaker schedule against the Mountain West and non-conference opponents like Tulane and Nevada? Listen, Taysom's playing against Texas, Boise State, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, and he's doing this kind of work against those teams. Those are better teams. So could he not have a Luke Staley-type year in 2001 if he were only the running back? I think hands down he could do it. Yeah, he could, definitely. He lost 227 yards with 37 sacks last year. Still gained 1344, the third most in a single season in BYU football history. He's the quarterback. Jamal had the fifth most in a single season, 1,200. So why bring up this Taysom Hill versus Luke Staley comparison? Point being, he is a very special, unique player on the football field, and Robert and I knows it, which is exactly why Coach and I, the offensive coordinator, the guy that calls the plays, would say something like this on Media Day. And I quote, Dave McCann asked the question, do you think your quarterback ran too much last year? Anai's answer, he probably should have run more. Okay, I take issue with that. I, th- I, wh- who has more carries? That's different than get Taysom more carries. <laughs> I think that what Robert and I is alluding to is less of Taysom scrambling for his life and more designed runs in situations where it calls for it. Robert and I is calling the plays. Did he just hint that he wants to call more running plays for Taysom? Who knows? He could have less carries but be more efficient with those That's carries. That's the thing. Everyone says you have to protect your quarterback. Yeah, we know. We know. Protect the Wait, quarterback. What? You can help your quarterback protect himself by teaching him to run smarter. And that's what BYU has tried to do during the offseason. Get out of bounds. Slide. That doesn't mean Taysom can't run a lot. He just has to run smarter. And he knows. He's a bright dude. Let's, look, let's examine the Colin Kaepernick model yes. from Nevada in 2009 and 2010. Keep in mind, 
that offense was not go fast, go hard. How many plays did BYU run last year, Jerem? 1,111. <laughs> okay, that is a ton 11, 11. of plays. Remember that. Compared to Nevada, who ran 895 plays Colin Kaepernick's senior season. Okay, Cap ran 173 times of those 895 plays for over 1,200 yards, 20 touchdowns, 7 yards per carry. Why did he run that much? Tell me, why did Colin Kaepernick run that much in that offense? Because he was the best player. Did anybody have an issue with Colin running that much at Nevada? No. Okay. If, if you're crazy efficient and you, you're a safe runner, great. Exactly. How do, you, how do you compare this, though? I mean, when you look at the number of plays that BYU ran to Nevada, how do you accurately compare what Taysom Hill does for this team? Well, let's look at the percentage of plays he was involved in, meaning how many times does he rush, pass, or catch a ball, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yes, it is. 61%, 61.7, in fact. Taysom Hill was involved in 61.7% of BYU's total plays on offense last year. Okay, is that mind-blowingly more than any of the other dual-threat quarterbacks? Okay, we, we thought that the three best dual-threat quarterbacks last year in college football, Marcus Mariota, Jordan Lynch, and Johnny Manziel, Taysom Hill involved in more, than, more plays than those guys. But by Man, how much? Manziel, 60%. Okay, so not that much more. Lynch, 59.5. Mariota, 46 Okay, Mariota has a slew he of hands running off backs. A ton. He hardly runs. Isn't that amazing? Taysom Hill was heavily involved in BYU's offense. So there's one side of the argument that says, hey, be less involved. Be more of a playmaker uh, through the air. Guess what? That percentage will count into that number. Passes, rushes, catches. Taysom caught a pass. Do you remember? Washington got, got uh, hammered on yes. that. So did Cody Hoffman. Um, but Taysom I, Hill is involved in the BYU offense. He's a playmaker. He's all the point around, guard. He's the best offensive player BYU has. Those three running ba- or quarterbacks are all around the 60% mark. I want Taysom Hill to be there this year. Yes, I want him to run the ball less. But that doesn't mean I want Jamal Williams to carry the ball 300 times and Taysom to carry it 100 times. If they're close, I am absolutely okay with that. Yes. I would like Jamal to have more rushes and more yards. I do. Because I think Jamal's fantastic. In no way, shape, or form, by talking about how good Taysom is, is that anything against Jamal. BYU has its best, best dynamic duo ever. ever. I think it's better than Staley Doman. I really do. Hands down, it's better. And that was a really good combo. Jamal, if, Jam- if Taysom is better than Jamal, it is, in terms of being a running back, it's, we are Here, getting very Here's nitpicky. the awesome thing. BYU's offense is predicated on what? Taysom getting the snap and then doing a zone read with Jamal. If Taysom keeps it, that's because Jamal is getting so much respect at the line that Taysom thinks he's got an opportunity to get out. Otherwise, he'll give it to Jamal. This is a good problem. You have two beasts in the backfield that can both flat-out run and run you over. We just don't want Taysom to run people over as much. Yeah, don't get hurt, and, and, and that's the point. Maybe who should have more carries? It's Jamal. But I want, I want BYU to be efficient in the pass game and then for Taysom to run and run safe. But in no way, shape, or form do I want to minimize Taysom's greatest attribute, which is rushing. His legs are his best weapon right now. Not saying it's his better arm than his arm. Not saying it, it can't change. It but always his, will be to me. Yeah. Just be a better passer. He's an amazing runner. The best BYU he's ever had. Better than Steve Young in college. As a sophomore, he was that way. And Steve Young will be on the show tomorrow. We'll ask him about that. In fact, you, you want to know the percentage that Steve Young uh, was involved his senior year? 
61.4%. That's a little less than Taysom was last year. Who should have more carries for BYU in 2014, Taysom Hill or Jamal Williams? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Y for Life, if O-line is improved, Taysom won't have to run. If the offensive line is improved, Jamal will keep getting fed the rock. That's We talked about that yesterday. The offensive line is crucial for the success of the BYU offense. It's where it all starts. I want Taysom to be able to run, though. I don't want him to have to scramble for his life. But when it's third and five and he's passing and there's an opening, dude, get seven. Go. Run smart. Hey, if you can pass for it, great. But guess what? He was a 54% passer. That means about half the passes were falling incomplete. If you can run and get it, do it. At Myrick Company FF, Taysom Hill is the best carrier for BYU in 2014. Love that guy. Okay. So there's one. We have one tweet. Wait, you missed the rest of the tweet. One Okay, one team, one state, one nation, one world. In reference to <laughs> USA Soccer, yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN, also trending in BYU Sports Nation. BYU Women's Basketball announced their non-conference schedule. On December 4th, they host UNLV in the Smith Fieldhouse. A lot of fans have uh, wondered about this in the past. Why don't they play in the Smith Fieldhouse? That week... Uh, is Christmas around the world in the Marriott Center. So normally BYU would go on the road or play neutral and Salt Lake, whatever. They're going to play one in the Smithfield House. I'm told they're going to redo that floor because there are some dead spots when I've played pickup or intramural in the Smithfield House. Pack the Smithfield House. It's exciting. I think it's a great environment for that women's basketball team. Absolutely. Up next, we ask our first guest, Gary Scheide, one of the all-time BYU great quarterbacks, who he thinks should carry the load for BYU football. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. If you're new to the program, you can join us weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, simulcast. That's right, we're on TV, on BYU TV. Great show today. And another great show lined up for you tomorrow. Steve Young and Jeff Benedict, friend of the program as well. He's been embedded with the Jabari Parker camp, who signed with uh, Jordan today. Jumpman. Oh, Jabari's yeah. going Jordan. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah, that's, I personally that's really cool. uh, recommend that. Uh, so good job for him. We'll talk to uh, Steve Young and Jeff Benedict on the show tomorrow. Big show. Who should have more carries for BYU football in 2014? That is our Twitter question. We are referencing specifically Taysom Hill or Jamal Williams. Oh, Jernon Brown! At K-Meters. J-Swag Daddy will break some records because he is focused on the prize. Also, better wide receivers will help. That's the thing. If you can stretch the field, it will open up the running game for Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. Good grief. The offense could be ridiculous. When's the last time you thought this offense could be ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going back maybe to John Beck or Max Hall and Austin Colley. You know, I mean, it's been a few years since I've uh, brought in that word with the offense. Probably 09, you returned Harvey Unga, Dennis Pitta. I mean, you, you had Max Hall. You knew what you had. <laughs> Joining us now, a guy that is worthy of a ridiculous offense distinction himself. Gary Scheide, one of the all-time BYU great quarterbacks and a guy that helped pioneer BYU's pass-happy offense under the legendary Lavelle Edwards. Gary, you've graciously stepped aside from some of your summer fishing time to discuss BYU football. This is a big deal. We thank you for prioritizing BYU Sports Nation. Well, Jeremy and Spencer, you guys do such a good job. I'd, I'd, uh, 
I'd stop fishing for maybe a half an hour to talk with you, and then I'll get back to fishing. How's that? <laughs> that is saying something. Gary Shady with us. Hey, Gary, we were just talking about Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams and, and them literally carrying the load for BYU football. What kind of impact do you feel Taysom Hill should have running the ball specifically this year? Well, what's interesting, when you look at the statistics from last year, and uh, you just kind of summarize what, what really happened with the, the top players on the team, you, you come up with this. Taysom averages about 18 runs a game and throws the ball about 33 times a game. So he's going to be giving the ball off to himself or passing the ball 51 times. And then Jamal Williams averaged 18 runs a game. So they kind of have a, a, you know, an equal run responsibility there, but that's 70 plays. Now, in most colleges, uh, games, if you have 70, 80 plays, that's probably as many as you're going to get in the game. But BYU's strategy is to try to get 90 to 100 games. So that leaves approximately 20 to 30 other touches for other players. So getting back to your question, uh, Jeremy Spencer, I think, you know, Kasem, I, I think he needs to carry the ball maybe maybe 10 to 15 times a game, but then he's going to break runs when plays break down that are designed passing plays, and that's when he becomes the most dangerous, kind of like Steve Young. You know, when Steve was in the pocket and a play broke down, as a, from a coaching standpoint, you said, that's good. I'd, I'd almost rather have this play break down because then Steve gets in the open field with, with seven guys in coverage that, that, uh, that had to catch him. So I think that's what Taysom really brings to the table is when the play breaks down, he is so dangerous in the open field uh, and, and that's where he becomes really effective. So what I'm gathering, Gary, is you're okay with Taysom Hill still running the ball a good number of times. Jeremy and I are, are on the same page when it comes to we thought he ran the ball too much and he took too many hits last year, but we certainly don't want him to, per se, I don't know, say cut that in half. We still want him to carry the ball a lot. Uh, is, am I right in saying that you are comfortable with Taysom still running the ball a good number of times, maybe just a little less than last year? Well, let me kind of qualify it. I think when you're playing the really good teams, <clears throat> excuse me, that's when you're going to need Taysom to, to carry a heavy load. When you're playing maybe, you know, uh, uh, teams like Nevada or, you know, Middle Tennessee, Savannah State, you know, the, the, the lower-tier teams, that's when you kind of pull off. So when you really need him in the critical games, that's when he gets the high number of touches. Otherwise, I don't think you need to have, you know, 10, 10 runs a game that are planned are plenty. Um, I think, and then and then the plays that break down, there'll, there'll be another possible five in there. But but again, the key when they're playing the good teams, that's when he carries a load against the lower tier teams. You slack off and give it to everybody else, so he can stay healthy through the year. Gary, would it be a bad thing if Taysom Hill had more carries than Jamal in 2014? <laughs> Well, it depends on who you ask. If you ask a quarterback <laughs> then uh, that likes to run, the answer is no. It, it's good. You want to get the, the quarterback that, you know, the carries. Yeah. But if you want to you save think? your quarterback, well, for me, I'd rather give it to my running back. You know, I, yeah. I mean, Jamal Williams is, is such a such a weapon. You know, and then you've got uh, Algernon, Al- Algernon uh, what is it? Algernon Brown. Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that gets tremendous. And uh, Hine and Lasique gets, you know, positive yardage. You've got Elisa. They return everybody. Well, Elisa's now a linebacker, but you have you have everybody back with running back. Yeah, so you, you've got a lot of options there to, you know, to, to spread the ball. But, but you know, BYU, the question is, do you want them to be running back by committee or do you want to get it in the hands of guys like Williams and, and maybe Brown, just a few of them? And I think you take your main guys, but when you run 100 plays, 
<laughs> even if if uh, Taysom carries a lot, Jamal carries a lot, you still got thirty other players you can give to to running backs at situational times. You yep. know that that, and then in, what happens in practice time? These guys really work hard because they want to get in the games, and it makes everybody a better player when you get the players into the game situationally to get touches. Gary Scheide, legendary BYU quarterback on BYU Sports Nation, also one of our BYU TV analysts. A lot has been said about the leap that quarterbacks take in their second year of starting. Taysom now makes that leap from his sophomore to junior year where he's still the guy and has been uh, from the last bowl, the last game they played in the bowl game. Like There was no question that he was going to be the guy. What kind of a leap do you think he will make in his progression as a quarterback? Well, what happens is things start to slow down on the field. In other words, when, you, when you, you have your keys that you're reading, you're able to pick them up quicker, and the, the game just slows down so your decision process it becomes much, much better. And over time, with Taysom's, you know, had the, the, the experience in these past couple of years here, it gets better and better and better. And now I think what you're going to see with Taysom is he's going to develop a little touch. He's working on that right now. When he throws a, you know, maybe a five-yard little crossing route, he won't throw it 90 miles an hour. He might take a little bit off it, and you'll know right off the bat, in a coverage, if someone goes to a certain area, then he knows right away where he's supposed to throw the ball. And that's, that, that's the key to the West Coast offense is your keys. You read every play, every pass route. You have a, a key that you're reading. And if that person goes that, a certain way, you come to the other player. So he will pick that up much quicker, and I think his passing percentage will go up. He, it, you know, at the start of last year, I think you remember the first three or four games, he was completing at a, probably a 40, 47% clip. Um, and then as the season went on, he ended up hitting almost 54% of his passes. And guys like Steve Young, uh, just as a comparison, you know, Steve was up to 70%. My goal was always 60%. He needed to be at least 60%. And I think that's a good goal for Taysom to have this year, is improve that percentage to 60%. Uh, and, it, and I think it can happen as he goes through his progressions, learns quick, learns what the, the throws should be quickly, and make those throws, because he's got a great arm, a really strong arm, but he just needs to learn that progression, and, he, and I think he'll do that. I think you'll see that this year, his percentage will go up. What role do, uh, does play calling play in assisting Taysom and making sure he has easy throws to make? It seemed like when BYU was a machine offensively that there was always an open guy. It just seemed like, like BYU was doing something right in that regard. The past couple of years, it seems like it's been more of a struggle. Why do you think that has happened? Well, I think it's the learning curve. Uh, what happens is you, 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 could, you might see a play that BYU runs. It might run uh, three plays in a row without looking like anybody had a call because it's exactly the same play that has three options off of it. It might be a run uh, for Bartasum. If the linebacker does a certain uh, drop as he approaches the line of scrimmage, that might re- require a pitch to uh, Jamal if that linebacker hits him, or it might require if the linebacker doesn't hit uh, pay, uh, pace him and he goes to Jamal that he hits the wide receiver. So one play could be called three times in a row, uh, same play, but you have three options off that play. So that's the that's the thing that puts the defense in a real bind. Uh, is that you know the, the, when, you, when you have a system that has three or four options off of one play, whatever the defense does is wrong. So I think play calling is, is going to be critical. You, you've got to get the quarterback a chance, first of all, at the, I believe in the start of the game, to get his confidence up. Give him some sure passes. If, if you go through the passing tree of, of what they've done through the season, you'd probably find on a certain play they hit 
80% of the passes. On another play, they get 75%. On another play, maybe they got big plays, but they only hit 40%. So you don't you don't want to start out just going with the with the big gambles and the you know maybe the more risky plays. Get the quarterback's confidence. Uh, you know, get them get them ready. Get them comfortable comfortable in the pocket. Short, quick throws, and then you progress as the game goes on. So I think I think those are some of the things that that uh, Coach and I and uh, Taysom and and Beck have learned just through the last year of experience with uh, with Taysom, and, and, and they'll get better and better at it. And those easy throws, I think, uh, will be there for BYU this year because I think Devon Blackman and Jordan Leslie on the, on the, on the edges, uh, on the perimeter, create uh, easier throws where they can get yards after the catch. BYU hasn't really had that in its offense recently. What kind of difference will that make for the offense to be able to have that available? Jeremy, you're pretty good at this stuff. You know, you have <laughs> Thanks, a pretty, Gary. Good, uh, pretty good eye on that. I, I like that. What really happens there is that you get guys like Blackman that can stretch the field. And if nothing else, if you've got that kind of speed, it requires safeties to drop deeper, corners to drop deeper, or whoever's you know, got the deep outside, which then opens up the field so much more and opens up the underneath route. So even if the speedy receivers aren't catching the ball, they're still valuable because they stretch the field and open it up. That's what they're looking at here is just, you know, use these you know, fast receivers not only to have the deep threat, but to open that field for the quarterback to make these routes that will, will, will look wide open at times. Former BYU quarterback Gary Scheide and BYU TV analyst on BYU Sports Nation. Gary, you were the quarterback for Lavelle Edwards' pass-happy offense in 1973 and 74. You were the number two passer in the NCAA at that time. Certainly a man who understands how to throw the ball. When you examine Taysom Hill's game, what does Taysom need to do specifically to become a better passer fundamentally? I think, uh, first of all, you know, he's such a good runner, and you never want to take that away from a, from a gifted athlete like that. But sometimes you've got to just tell Taysom, you know, this is going to be a pass. Go through your progression. Sit in the pocket and step up and let the guys go by you. And we were, boy, we used to work in a lot of drills where you bring people at the quarterback. You don't, when you run seven-on-seven, seven, you don't just throw into a, you know, receivers against defensive backs. You bring some pressure on the quarterback, and you work on stepping up. How do you step up right? How do you step up left? How do you step up forward? Once you do step up, how do you escape to the right, escape to the left? All these type of things. But while, all the time while you're doing that, you're looking downfield to throw as opposed to run. So if he learns these principles, and all the good NFL quarterbacks have that, uh, the really good college quarterbacks have that ability to, to to step up, avoid the pressure, avoid the pressure, prolong the play, and then stay with it. Give your receivers a chance to get open, and then make the play. And I, and I think that's what Taysom will, will will get better at this year. Jamal Williams had uh, 217 carries and 1,233 yards for BYU last year, the fifth most rushing yards in a single season. What do you see Jamal doing this season, Gary? I give him the ball. <laughs> you know, he's, he's just uh, out of the backfield. I think he has, you know, about 20 catches or something like that. So I say in the, out of the backfield, give him maybe more touches, uh, you know, as a receiver. But uh, in a running back situation, when you put just a quarterback and a running back out there and you spread the field, with, you know, three or four or five wides, you know, trips or doubles, whatever it is. Now, how many guys stay in the box? And that's what you count. Uh, you know, is there six guys in the box? Is there seven guys? Is there a defendant with five guys? And they'll switch it up every play. You do count the box, and then, then these plays become automatic. If you put five guys in the box, you've got five guys blocking, and they're defending with six. 
then you have a, a running play call for DeMaul. So it's not a, a pre-called play maybe in the huddle, but you're reading the box, and then and then you go DeMaul, you know, five on five with the line uh, coming up, uh, you know, off a top tackle or wide or whatever the play is, then it's just, you know, it's, it's a big mismatch because DeMaul will oftentimes make the first guy miss. Also, what do you look at after, after contact, yards after contact? Those are critical numbers. And Jamal, how many times do you see him break a tackle? So spread the field, count the box, give him the touches, and, uh, you know, I would just give, give, give to a gifted running back like Jamal Williams. It's a good problem to have when Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams are both in your backfield. You returned a 1,000-yard rusher for your quarterback and running back. That's fantastic. You it's, it's never had unprecedented. that before. And they return. Gary, always nice to hear from a quarterback. We will now allow you to return to your fishing uh, adventures over the summer. He going fishing. <laughs> hey, well, Jeremy Spencer, thanks for what you guys do. I enjoy listening to you, and you guys do a great job, and go Cougars. Gary Scheide, BYU Hall of Famer, great to talk to you. Thanks, Gary. All right, thanks, guys. Our question today on Twitter is, who should have more carries for BYU in 2014, Taysom Hill or Jamal Williams? Again, the overwhelming answer has been, well, duh, Jamal Williams. Yes, we feel like the running back should have more, but how many more? I think it should be close. Because Taysom Hill is such a dynamic athlete. If it's just the rushes, you take out the sacks that count as rushes against Taysom Hill. It's two uh, seventeen to two oh nine in favor of Jamal. In favor of Jamal. Okay, so you take away the thirty-seven sacks. Thirty-seven. <laughs> yeah, then Taysom is underneath that. But this is more of a debate than you may think. Up next, we take a timeout from football and bring in. Our BYU Hoops summer expert. His name is Nate Austin. Yeah, that's right. He's the summer expert. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on your radio and television. BYU Radio simulcast on BYU TV. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You can follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) We are not watching soccer right now, Jerem. Uh, you have Portugal gone up, and I have USA <laughs> Germany. <laughs> we care about America! Yeah. And we care about BYU sports. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Hey, follow the show on YouTube as well, which is impossible, but you can do a thing called subscribing. Uh, YouTube.com slash Sports. We cut up the interviews, different highlights. Check it out on YouTube.com slash Sports. Tomorrow on the show, show Tim Steve Howard. Nice Young show. and Sports Illustrated's <laughs> Jeff Benedict. Right now on the show, our BYU basketball summer expert. Actually, yeah, Nate, Nate Austin. That's right. Nate, can you go? Are you, are, I guess I'm the expert. Are you, are you our summer expert? I, I now am. Okay. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think it's a good title. You have stitches in your chin, my friend. I do. What happened? What's happening? Uh, we were just playing pickup and was diving for a loose ball, and my chin hit the ground, and blood started gushing. And who pushed you? No, you didn't hear. I was diving. Oh for I, no, ball. I heard you. I just <laughs> when you get, when you when you dive, you don't get pushed. It's a, it's a it was an own decision. Yeah, my own decision. Uh, teeth intact. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. No chip teeth. Yeah. Do you do you wear like a mouth guard mouthpiece uh, during? I did. I, no, I did. I did for about half of the year last year, but then I just got annoying, so I just uh, let it go. This is a in growing. Games? What in games? You well, so in the go. in the blue and white game, I got my tooth knocked out. Oh yeah, and so I started oh, wearing. Yeah. I, I started wearing one, and then once conference hit, I got rid of it, and so I haven't worn one since, even in pickup. 
One of my favorite pictures ever from you is the up close chipped tooth picture. <laughs> that that was kind, uh, of, kind of gross, kind of a little nasty. <laughs> that was quite the picture. Like a little caveman. Okay, Tell me so, this: is it, are are people like drawing charges in pickup? Please say no. No, we don't. We don't take charges in pickup. Actually, Jaron Sweeney tried taking one on me, but I, I I did not let him get away with this. Like, there's no charges. This is not Duke. Exactly. There are no charges. That was a, this is a bad pickup? mistake. Uh, okay, this is a growing trend. Apparently, you have stitches in your chin. One of your newest teammates, Jake Toulson, tweeted out that he had a concussion and stitches in one of his first workouts, if not the first workout. What is happening? Jake has a stitch. <laughs> <laughs> and one. one stitch, and he doesn't have a concussion. He, he He's fine. He's, he worked out this morning. Um, it was just a pickup. He, would get, he got back on defense, and Lee tried to go over the top of him and just... Lee Kamard? Lee Kamard, yeah, back playing with us and guy with his elbow. Tried to dunk on him? No, he was just trying to go over the top, a little, little, yeah. little swim through move over the top, and mm-hmm. Lee got him with and his elbow. And welcome to Brigham. Welcome to Brigham Young. Yeah. yeah. He has a stitch. A stitch. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I thought there was, like, mandatory, if to do stitches, you had to have at least two. Oh, my gosh, this is going to hurt. It's over. What? <laughs> I got one. Oh, that's how, funny. How, how does he look? I mean, we've heard about Jake Toulson as kind of one of the dark house, great dark horse. Uh, great players from the recruiting class. How is he as a player? No, Jake's a you know, really good shooter, um, and just in just in pickup, he's you know shooting it from deep. You know, good shooter. You know, he's a pretty good defender. Um, he's got a good body, so he, he can he can guard the you know the one, the two, and the three positions. Um, so I'm excited to see what you know Jake does. I think he has a, I think he has his potential is wide open, so I think he can you know do do a lot of good things for us this year. Nate Austin, BYU forward on BYU Sports Nation, our summer hoops expert right now, at least for today. What's what is the feeling of the off season right now? I know teams are like, oh yeah, we're really gelling compared to other years. What's what's the feeling right now in June of this team moving forward? Well, I think we are gelling. I think you know, I mean, bringing in Dahl and bringing in Jake. You know, I think those guys come in and and, and they're just you know, just part of the mix immediately. Um, you know, we're, we're you know we're working out. And I think you know our number one goal obviously this year is, is to win the you know is, is to win the conference championship. And so you know, guys come in. And I, I think I think they like that. You know, that, that, you know, that that's our goal. That you know they're, they're coming in they're, and they're and, and they want to be you know uh, you know a piece and, and and a part of the uh, you know of a championship run. So guys yeah. are coming in. And I think I think the seniors on this team, you know, me and Ty and Ants, Josh and. And, and, and all of us are are, are, are are trying to bring in the in, in the younger guys so that you know each guy feels like they're a part of the team and, and, and can do their part to help us you know win a championship this year. How in the world are you going to manage 15 eligible players? I mean, I mean, everyone wants to play. Everyone know like everyone has a certain role and certain niche. Certain guys you're going to have to figure that out. How in the world do you think that's going to be managed? Luckily, it's not my my job. Luckily, <laughs> yeah, it's Coach Rogers' job and you know, and, and the and the assistant coaches. But um, you know. You know, I like that we have a lot of depth. You know, if, if a guy goes down, if, you know, if we're in foul trouble, you know, no matter what happens, you know, we we got a lot of guys who can mm-hmm. play, who can, and I think we have a lot of guys with you know with, with good skill and good with good abilities that can go in there and and, and give us good minutes and give us you know good time. And um, I I don't think there's a, a you know a ton of drop off if you know if a guy goes down or or things like that. And so I, you know I, I think more than anything it just it gives us depth. And I think it will help us out in the in the long run. It's a good you're, problem. Really you're is. now a senior. There were no seniors on the team last year. Uh, what kind of a role do you take now? Uh, and you probably it's hard, probably hard for you to believe that you're a senior. But what kind of a role do you take for this basketball team in terms of leadership? Well, it's not my you know responsibility to you know help the younger guys you know you know learn their role and, and you know and understand our schemes you know our 
obviously it's you know going from high school to you know now to college our, our, our things are a little bit different you know taught and and, and, and the, the things we say are you know our, our terminology is different than, than high school and so it's it's now it's, it's my job my, you know, my responsibility to help the you know the guys coming up to you know to understand those things and to, you know and and when those guys you know aren't playing very hard or aren't doing their best it's my job to kind of get on them and and tell them you know hey it's it's time to go you know it's I mean, even in the offseason you know we got to you know, give our best you know and, and give 100% so we can win a championship are you okay getting in their faces and doing that yeah yeah, it's. I mean, it's. 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 It, it's what I got to do to you know for us to win a championship. You got to be big brother. You got to rough right. him up, right? That's right. The guy with the, you don't mess with the guy's stitches in his chin. No, you don't, because you don't want blood on you. That's what. <laughs> that's what happens. Exactly. Are you guys uh, over Matt Carlino transferring? Yeah, um, he's he's. I mean, I love Matt. You know, he's a great teammate for three years, uh, but you know, he he decided to leave, and so he's out of here, and so it's it's time to move on. Um, I don't really think about Matt anymore. It's, he's at Marquette. We're at BYU, so we're, he's not—he's not one of us anymore. Would it be fun or awkward if you met Marquette in some situation this season? No, it'd be cool. Like, like I said, we we like Matt. We, we there's no mostly, I guess, ill feelings. I mean, he's—he's he's not one of us. I mean, he's, he's not one of—he's not one of the, you know, the brothers or you know, one of the guys anymore. Um, but I, I definitely like to meet you know meet Marquette and then you know in the NCAA tournament and, and crush him in Milwaukee. He played in Milwaukee and then he stayed in Milwaukee. I thought that was. I, I, guess, I guess he thought Milwaukee is a better city than Provo. <laughs> that no, it's, it's, stop it. <laughs> it's a similar uh, TV market as Salt Lake, but that, that it's, it's just as cold though in the wintertime. I guess it was. It, it was. was uh, it was bad. Yeah, it's actually. It's, not, it's probably colder out there than it was out here. It was. It was crazy. Nate Austin on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, he is our summer hoops expert. There has been this overwhelming understanding that BYU needs to get better defensively, both on an individual basis for all of you, but as, as a team. What are you doing right now to get better in your team defense? Well, it's something, it's something that we're addressing in our team workouts with our coaches. Um, we're really trying to – it has to be, you know, our, our mentality. You know, Coach Pope keeps talking about how it has to be, you know, in our DNA to, you know, get up in guys' faces and, you know, and make them uncomfortable on defense. And something that we're, we're – we're trying to change that, you know, that our DNA. That you know, we're not just like guys kind of, you know, pass the ball around and you know, and, and, and dribble, you know, on the floor, you know, things like that. But you know, our 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 mentality is, you know, kind of get up in the guys' faces and you know, make them uncomfortable. And uh, it's it's something that we're trying to change a little bit. You know, as, as we play pickup, we're trying to, you know, you know, insert it there and, and, and try to do it there. But you know, it's something that we, got, you know, obviously, you know, in the last you know three or four years, we, you know. You know, BYU hasn't been the, best, the best defensive team in the in the conference. That's something we definitely haven't changed. I mean, we're you know we're a great offensive team. We, we can you know we can score you know, buckets basically at will with the with the guys we have. Um, but you know it doesn't mean anything if we're not getting stops. And you know I mean there's 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 times really you know season last year where you know you know we're you know even though we have great shooters you know shots weren't weren't falling, and because we because we weren't able to get stops you know we ended up losing the games. And so it's something that we're definitely addressing you know and 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 as the younger guys are coming in it's something that we're you know we're telling them you know that you know a guy a guy blowing by you for a layup is not okay you know a guy you know hitting a you know an easy shot with with no hand in his face is not okay it's something that we we're definitely we're definitely trying to address and trying to change because you know our mentality has to be that you know guys are uncomfortable and guys don't want to come and play us because you know they know that you know BYU is a defensive team maybe maybe it's too early for me to ask this but can you sense a change from your NCAA tournament game back in March to now on June 26th in terms of d- defensive pressure and doing those things, well, definitely a sense, especially from the seniors, just a sense of urgency. You know, we're right. You know, Coach Rose has never had a class of, of seniors that's, that hasn't won a conference championship. 
Um, and so that's something that's definitely on our minds, definitely on, definitely on his mind. And so I think, I think there's definitely a sense of urgency from the seniors mm-hmm. um, to, you know, to, to step it up defensively, to make sure that there's no wasted time in workouts or in, in pickup, that, you know, that we're, we're playing our hardest and we're, we're, you know, we're getting up in guys' faces defensively. And so that's, I, I think that's carrying over to you know, the, the juniors and the sophomores and the freshmen coming in. That, you know, that, I mean, we're, we're going to be a defensive team. You know, we'll, we'll score buckets, we'll get up and down and, and get layups and get threes and things like that, but we're going to be a defensive team. We, we will get stops this year. You're listed at 6'11". Is that your actual height? Seven feet. You're you're a seven footer. I got measured seven feet last year. Awesome. So can we change that online, please? Kyle Chilton, <laughs> can we get that to seven foot yeah. on the roster? Kyle's in the studio here. Is that a yes? Sure. Sure, he says. It has been recorded. I want a yes or no? No, sure. Come on. <laughs> yes. Yes, he says. Will you change it? Thank you. We'll <laughs> Commitment in- pattern. Yeah, we'll pull the intermission right I, here. I was just going to ask you, like, would you rather be a seven footer? But you are a seven footer. What's what's the um, what's the best thing about being six eleven? And then what's the worst thing? Or, sorry, you're seven you mean, feet. You mean seven, seven feet. feet. Well, the best thing is I can be in the seven foot club now. I mean, it was Holler! It's, it's it's been my goal my whole life that I had no control over, but now that I hit it, it's like you know I'm a seven footer. And you were in that club. I'm in the club. What's the worst thing? Unlike many BYU people, I, you are in the club. I hit more doors now. Hit more door frames and things like that. <laughs> Bit like Exit the big, signs. And, big and tall stores. Like, I don't shop there. No. No. Where do you, like? Where I, do you, I shop. I shop online, but there's you can find stuff online. If you're willing to, if you yeah, to look for it, that's you know. true. That changed the game now. Seven footer Nate Austin on BYU Sports Nation. So I have to bring this up. I I happen to be showing up for our intramural softball game, and I look over to my right, and I and I see Nate Austin dominating in kickball. kickball. When did when did you become a kickball extraordinaire? Well, kickball's actually always been my first sport. Uh, basketball is <laughs> kind of a, just a backup. But it's a scholarship sport. Yeah, I mean BYU doesn't offer kickball for you know for scholarship Not players. Yet. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to talk to you know the, you know, but <laughs> How, how'd your how'd your team do? How'd your team do in kickball? Uh, I think we ended up losing the quarterfinals. Uh, oh. We we lost to to Erica Owens and her team. Mm. So I mean, all the girls played soccer. So yeah. you know, Erica Owens, former yeah. BYU goalkeeper. And so okay. yeah, they're they're pretty good. I talked a lot of crap that game, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all I'm all talking kickball. But um, and, then, and, then, and then half our team ended up uh, deciding to leave for, for a double header, and so we were shorthanded. But oh. we, we only lost by two or three. Um, but it's a you know, fun sport. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I, I, I try to help my, you know, my my footwork, and so I feel like kickball. That's the, what you tell the, the coaching the, staff. Yeah, it's the best way to, to help my footwork out. It's like yoga or kickball in the right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Always <laughs> nice to have a dual sport athlete on the set. Yeah. Kickball, basketball player. How was your team's defense on in kickball? <laughs> well, if I was on the field, it was stellar. Like, I was, yeah? I, I, okay. was, I was the captain out there. You know, the guy, you know, yelling where to go and things like that. We were, we were pretty good defensively. Don't be a hero. Use two hands. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Don't do this one-handed, thing, like catch it in the chest, just catch the ball. Yeah. We, we, we actually played kickball a couple times as a, as a basketball team, too. On, on Fridays, we have a little, a little, a little team event. And, really? Yeah, a couple times ago, uh, we, played, we played kickball. Who's the best kickballer on the team? Well, besides me, um, <laughs> Andrew Johnson's actually pretty good at placement. He, One he, of the walk-ons. He, yeah, he's, he's, not the, he's not the most powerful, but he's, he's really good at getting on base and, and placing it. So. How's Tyler Haas? Tyler uh, Haas is better at kickball or dating? Oh, <laughs> you're gonna go there? Ty, Ty is good at both of those. Ty, Ty, Ty look at look at this guy. Ty's actually Ty's excellent at dating. He's just, he's just he's just picky. He, yes. he, he knows what he wants. Listen, and... he's he's more of like a soccer player with dating. He, he'll that one time he'll get the goal. You know what I mean? Like 
Date the one girl, but, awesome. And, and the rest are flops, like in soccer or what? Faking. Yeah. Oh, yellow card. Oh, yeah. shoot, got to go. That one's ejected. <laughs> yeah, red card for that one. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Hey, Nate, great to you. Yeah, mind signing you. our flag before have you go? you sign our flag? I might have. I'm not sure. We could use two of okay. your autographs if we're on. Dual cool. sport athlete. Yeah. So you need to sign. Yeah, this, you have this, to this, this, I, I signed for basketball before. I'll sign for kickball. Up next, we get some more of your tweets, and we go back to football. Who should have more carries for BYU football, Taysom Hill or Jamal Williams? This is BYU Sports Nation. Still 0-0, dude. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Halftime, 0-0. United States and Germany tied at 0. And 1-0 Portugal over Ghana, right? Everyone that's like, I was watching this live and DVRing the other games, and you just ruined it. You can't watch. Really you can't watch the World the Cup on DVR. I mean, it's you can watch this show on DVR. We don't care when you watch it. Just watch. Yeah. <laughs> watch. Nate Austin's still with us, by the way. We're hanging out with Nate. We love it. Nate up? enjoyed that last segment so much he decided to stick around for a little while longer. I actually need to need a little a screen to watch the cup. <laughs> <laughs> and the truth but, but, comes but out. But now it's halftime. Maybe I'll peace out. <laughs> On tomorrow's show, Steve Young and Sports Illustrated's Jeff Benedict. That's right. What should we ask Steve Young? NFL Hall of Famer. What should you have, Steve Young? Yeah, what, what should, should we, we ask him? Well, let's ask him your question today. Who should get more carries, Taysom or Jamal? Yeah, that will be discussed. Speaking <laughs> of, we go back to some of our Twitterers on the Tweet Machine. you got tweets. Twitter, Twitterers. Twitterers. That's a Bronco Mendenhall Bronco. term, by the way. At Laser Sheep. Jay Swag Daddy should have more carries than Taysom Hill, and he should be tossing the ball to his friends more often. Speaking of Taysom, they have sticky gloves on. That's what we are going to prognosticate that will happen. But if it comes down to Taysom and Jamal having a similar number of carries, I am totally okay with that as long as Taysom is running smarter, and that's what's been the emphasis. This Did we season. ask you this already? I can't remember. No, I like to I like to weigh in though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> While you're here. Yeah, I think I think it's like set carries, like like you know, call play. I think obviously Jamal should have more carries. Cause I, I like when Taysom you know is, is scrambling, you know, a little, little you know, a little less set. I, th- I think when it's a set run, he, I, don't, I don't see him getting as many yards as, as you know as, as when, he, when, he, when he drops back and then nothing's open, then yeah. he, and then he makes up yards. So as far as carries, I, I, I don't really care you know who gets more. I think I think set carries obviously should go to Jamal. And it's it's a little different now because it's not like a I formation or shotgun setup. It's a it's a read option where it's like it's in Taysom's hands to deliver the ball where he thinks it should go. So if Taysom keeps a bunch, if I'm Jamal, I'm like, uh, hey, I could get the ball every now and then. But Taysom might be saying, I'm seeing the line is stacked, and those linebackers love you, so they're coming in, and then I'm getting on the outside. How many carries will Taysom Hill have on August 29th? Countdown to Connecticut. 64 days. We count down every day, Nate, till Connecticut. We can't wait. You guys need to get a life. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey. Hey Nate. We also what's, what's the countdown to basketball season? To Long Beach State? Is that who it is first? First game? No, yeah, Jerem's going to find out right uh, now. Are you googling you. it? You don't have a countdown? Oh, wow. Uh we, it's it's, it's, def- it's definitely a basketball school, but you guys need a <laughs> You guys definitely need a countdown for us. You know like a we're true basketball player. Yeah, ca- d- I, I understand. I mean, this is it's the next it's the next what, season to come. What day, what day is the Long Beach State game? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to our next workout as a team. <laughs> We're trying to get better on defense this year. It's a basketball school. How about another tweet? Where, we should have more carries while Jeremy's looking November this up. November 14th. That's at daddyo underscore seven. Jamal Williams, no question. He should have at least double the carries as heel. I do not agree. 
Like Taysom Hill is too dynamic of an athlete and such a good runner that he needs to run more. Okay, not more than last year, but he needs to. Countdown to Long Beach State. 141. 141. You feel better? 141. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. We started this countdown to Connecticut with 238. And we're starting at at 141. 141. (laughs) Four months next. Up next, the Cougar Whip Around. (laughs) Today's Rise and Shout. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Go Cougars. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Sports. You know what time it is? Time to not do the Cougar exactly. Whip. Exactly. We're out of time. But we should mention the non-conference women's basketball schedule. No, we're, we got two and a half minutes. We're, we're getting there. Uh, a game in the Smithfield House against UNLV on December 4th. Really looking forward to that dynamic. Yeah. You know what? Would the men's team ever want to play a game in the Smithfield House? You can't fit enough fans in there, right? That'd be interesting. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the court. I guess it might be a little more springy, right? I, I I heard that they are going to redo the court. It's like the volleyball court is fine. Obviously, Taylor Sander was just fine jumping on that court, but it's well, the he baseline. Can, he's fine jumping anywhere. Right. <laughs> a 44 inch. He, he can jump higher in the sand than I can jump on the court. Seriously. Yeah. That's no joke. He's insane. Tomorrow yeah, but, on the show, Steve Young, NFL Hall of Famer, Jeff Benedict of Sports Illustrated. Who's uh, Steve Young, uh, many people's favorite BYU athlete of all time? Who's your favorite BYU athlete of all time, besides Josh Sharp? Besides, uh, probably Travis Hansen, actually. I, yeah. I love watching Travis Hansen play with his bleached hair and all that stuff. Elder 8 Mile. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> M&M. Bleached hair. But no, I, I love watching Looked like M&M. M&M. I mean, I, I, I mean, their game used to be like at midnight. And so I'd come home. Yeah. And, I'd come home from school, and my mom would like take a nap. You want to watch the game? So I go home and take a nap all Playing afternoon. Playing UNLV and, at ten o'clock. Yeah, on ESPN. On ESPN. And so Those I'd are fun. Take a nap and stay up and watch the game. But yeah, Travis Hansen was, was fun to watch. Big Monday. Hey, today's rise and shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets our rise and shout? I'm going to go Nate Austin. He's hung with us uh, for three segments, which has been fantastic. He's got multiple stitches, unlike Jake Toulson, uh, and. He's bringing it. He's a seven-footer, and he has stitches in his chin. Are you a, giving him the rise and a, shout because you're a little intimidated? Maybe. <laughs> no, I, th- I, no think you, Nate, you I think Nate brought it today. You and Gary Shady because he interrupted fishing for us. Our Twitter question today <laughs> is, who should have more carries in the 2014 season, Jamal Williams or Taysom Hill? I was waiting for her to get involved in this conversation, and she did. At UCLA Grad 90, Nicole Williams, she uh, calls herself BYU Mama, Jamal's mom. She says the running back. And then she said, Gary Shidey knows what he's talking about. Tell you what, you have two dynamite runners in the backfield. Use them both. Use them both. Thanks to our guests, Gary Shidey and Nate Austin and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon and on BYUTV.org. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Ned Stearns. Holler! BYU Sports Nation back to work Finish it off, USA!